Amen. We, we've been for the last few weeks talking about love and priorities, right? And uh, I, I made the statement that the world would be so much better if anybody, if everybody just got their priorities straight concerning love. Amen. The do's and don'ts of love. That's what we've been talking about, right? And the do's are really easy. <laughs> we just have to love God with everything, a heart, soul, and mind. And then we got to love each other the same way or, or our neighbors as ourselves. We got to love everybody else as we love ourselves. Amen. Those are the do's. And everything else, we just enjoy it, right? We don't fall in love with all these things, all these glamorous things in this world. We just enjoy them, right? <laughs> but the problem is if, if you don't get the love do's correct, and it's only one, love God and love each other. But if you don't have that part right, the don'ts are really hard. Amen. That's why our priorities concerning love have to be correct. Because if it's not correct, the don'ts that I'm going to share again are hard. Now, what are some of the don'ts when it comes to love? Number one, I said was don't fall in love with money. Whatever you do. Because that scripture is clear. The love of money is the root of all evil. Amen. So if you want all kind of evil, fall in love with money. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to deal with so much evil. Amen. And number two, don't fall in love with the world. Because the scripture says all that's in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And none of that is of the Father. Amen. So there's no profit, saints of God, in gaining the whole world and losing your soul. So you do not want to fall in love with the world. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. You gain the whole world and lose your soul. That's a bad deal, saints. <laughs> Don't make that deal. <laughs> and many of them, you know, they sell these music musicians and, you know, they sell their soul for all this fame and fortune, that's just a bad deal. Amen? <laughs> it's temporary. Huh? We are, we, see the deal we're in? Well, we, it's, it's forever. It's never going to stop. Amen? <laughs> and then I said the third thing was don't fall in love with your own life. <laughs> what you say? I can't fall in love with my own life? <laughs> Not in this world. That's what the scripture says. It said, don't fall in love with your life in this. It says, it says <clears throat> in this scripture that life, your life in this world, see, because it's all temporary, you don't want to fall in love with it. And we see what's going on in this world. Amen. But that life in Christ, <laughs> that's exciting. Huh? <laughs> that life in Christ is exciting. Uh, I, I think we can say we love that because we love God. Amen. So that makes that life very exciting. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody say thank you, Jesus, to that. <laughs> but with this fall in love with your own life, you know, I read you all three different passages of Scripture. And, 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 uh, and uh, the ways they all meant the same thing, even though they were different. One was... 
If you find your life, you will lose it. And if you lose your life for Jesus' sake, you will find your life. That was one. Amen. All this is concerning not falling in love with your own life. Here's another one I read to you. Whosoever will save his life will lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for Jesus' sake will find it. Amen. So, but the, but the third one really spelled it out because we're talking about love and not falling in love with your own life. In, the, in this scripture, he said, he that loveth his life shall lose it. So he just, he just made it plain. If you fall in love with your life, you're going to lose it. And he that hated his life, but look what else the scripture added. In this world, see, this is where you can't fall in love with your life in this world because it's corrupt. This world is so corrupt, it's so unequal, unfair. So we can't fall in love with this thing. Amen. Even though with Christ in our life, he's the great equalizer, he equalizes the thing out for us. Amen. But you don't want to fall in love with, with your life in this world. So it says, he that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. Amen. So if you don't, you're not crazy about your life in this world, this scripture is saying you're going to keep your life in the eternal world forever. That's how you get eternal life. Not falling in love with this life, this temporary one. Amen. So, you know, to sum it all up, we love God with everything and we love each other. Or our neighbor as ourselves and everything else we enjoy. Right. That's what it is at the end of the day. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But we're going to delve a little bit deeper into love. <laughs> Amen. Y'all want to get a little deeper? We got that part right. Have you all ever heard this land, though? I put it on the back of the program. It's love is a many splendored thing. <laughs> you all heard that? Because it was a movie. Remember that movie? Love is a many splendored thing. And it was also a song. Love is a many splendored thing. But we know God is love. And not only, so, you know, we say God so love, but not only did he so love, he is love. So you could say God is a many splendored thing. Amen. Now what splendor mean? <laughs> splendor means magnificent. Amen. Is our God magnificent? Grandor or grandest. Amen. Splendor means brilliant or great brightness. God is a many splendid thing. Amen. That's why I really enjoyed our praise and worship show on the day. It says, how great is our God? And it began by saying, the splendor of a king. See, God is a king. Amen. He's splendid. Amen. Clothed in majesty. Then it says, let all the earth rejoice. <laughs> That's enough for us to just rejoice. God is awesome. Amen. How great is our God? <laughs> he's like a diamond. Whatever angle you look at him, he sparkles. He's brilliant. Amen. Love is a many splendid thing. God is love, saint. And much splendor comes from God's love. Everybody say amen to that. But today, what I want to do and I did this a long time ago. I want to talk about the different types of love. Amen. 
Because, you know, you say love, again, God is, is love. He's a diamond. So you can look at it so many different ways. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So, so last week, again, we talked about love and what not to love. And we know to love God and each other and everything else we enjoy, right? But when you read the Bible, saints of God, I want to break this down for you. It uses the word love in many places. But what we got to realize is that in that day, amen, when Jesus walked this earth and, the, and Israel and the, and the Hebrew, they were speaking Hebrew or Greek. That was the original language. They wasn't speaking English. Amen. So what happens is when you translate from one language to another, you can lose some of the meaning of a word. Amen. And that's what, uh, so you, you heard people say this before. They say, oh, something got lost in the translation. Huh? That's, that's what happens in the Bible. Amen. That's why, you know, I primarily read to you all the King James Bible. Right? I, I always read that. You know why? It's a lot of different translations. You can get the New International Version, the Message Bible, the uh, New World uh, King James. It's just so many translations of the Bible. But I always stick to the King James. And the reason I do that, even though I read all those other interpretations, don't get me wrong, I do read them. But I stick to King James because it's a strong, exhaustive concordance. Another book. And Mr. Strong's made, and this book helps us so you can look at a word in the King James Version of the Bible, and then uh, you, can, you can reference it with that original word that they were speaking. Because sometimes you look at words and you go, that don't make sense. How can this say this? And then it say, it looks like it's contradictory, and God is not going to contradict himself. Amen? So things can get lost in the translation. Again, because they were speaking Greek and Hebrew. So when you see the word love in the Bible, it's actually four different types. <laughs> and we need to know how to qualify it so we can walk in it correctly. Amen. It's four different types of love. <laughs> now, hear, hear this, saints. In the beginning, it was only one law Adam had to obey, right? Not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's it. One thing. And today, you know, as we study this love, we see that God only really wants us to do one thing. Love him and each other. That's really all we have to do, right? If we could just do, that's why he says, if you, he, when, 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 the, when the lawyer asked him, what's the greatest commandment? He said, love the Lord thy God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and love each other as you love yourself. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Amen. Then he goes on to say, because everything is riding on that. All the law and all the prophet. If you just get one thing right, you're good. See, so that, uh, that helps us to not to complicate this thing so, so much. Why well, I got to do this? Why well, I got to do this? No, you got to do one thing. Love. Amen. That's it. Love God and love each other. That's it. Amen. Hallelujah, Lord. But again, it's four types. When, when we translate that original Greek word as love, it's four different types. 
okay? And I'm going to break them down today. Here we go. The four types of love. Show that graphic, Kimmy. You see that graphic? Four types of love in the Bible. Four Greek words. It's really six, but these are the main four. It's who are we? It's agape love, amen, which is unconditional love or the love of God. And then it's phileos love, or that equals like a friendship kind of love, amen. Then it's eros. Eros love is associated with romance, so it's like erotic or sexual. But again, the word is still translated in our Bible as love. Hold on one second, saints. One second, we got something walking here. Well, I look like a beetle. <laughs> I don't know. Praise God. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. That's walking along. So we got eros, which is a which is a love associated with romance. Then we got storge, which is a family type of love, saints. God created a, a built-in love for family. We know that, right? Like you 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 come here loving your mother and your father. That's just normal. Amen. <laughs> or your children. So when you say that's a storge, that's a that's a uh an instinctive love. It's natural. Okay? Family normally loves one another. Amen. So these are those are the four types of love, right? And the, but these Greek words are translated in our Bible as just the word love. It just says love in those places. It doesn't define which one it is. But I'm gonna do it today so you can see it. Amen. Four different words, saints of God, but they have different meanings. Amen. And I'm going to show it to you as I show you some of the scriptures today. All right, y'all want to go a little deeper. Y'all got that idea that the, that the Bible was, was, the Bible we read today was translated from either Greek or Hebrew words. Amen. And so to get the fullness of it, to study it, because that's what he wants us to do. Say study to show yourself approved. Some words you got to look up in that Strong's and get the meaning of what they said in that Greek or that Hebrew language. Amen. Y'all with me? So we're gonna go a little deeper. We're gonna start with uh, let's start with this one right here. Put that back up there for me, camera. Let's start with phileos. That phileos love is like a friendship, right, saints? But it can even be between relatives. Like, uh, it could be between brothers or sisters, you know, because phileos, oh, let's look at Z and Zelda. Hey, that's a good, that's a perfect example, Lord. They're brothers and sisters, amen. It can, it can fall under the, the love word story, Jay, because they are brothers and sisters. I mean, they're sisters, amen, but they like best friends, too. <laughs> See what I'm saying? So, so this phileos love, it's a friendship. Amen. And it could be, and it could be in the family as well. My my father and uh, Diana's father, they were like best friends. 
Amen. They were brothers, but they were they were friends. Amen. <laughs> hey, we gonna play the card game together. We know they was gonna hook up. <laughs> That's how they did it. Amen. So that that describes this word, phileos. Amen. You can be related, but you love each other. Or you can meet a person that you see that you have a lot in common with. Amen. Like uh, we, we share the same birthday or uh, we like the same movies or we uh, seem to be on one accord. We just like the same things. Amen. So, you know, uh, in, in this phileos word, relationship grows beyond just a friend. Amen. A love grows. When that word phileos, it's not, it's unlike eros, which we're going to do next. Eros makes lovers, amen. Phileo makes close companionship that's trusting, amen. And I'm going to show you these words in the Bible, but I just want you to kind of understand what they mean, amen. So this, this phileos, it's, it's a unique kind of love, <clears throat> like the one you have for a companion or a pal. It may refers to loving one another just like your brother or sister, this phileo. Just like for a pal who's really close and dear to you. But it's characterized by different shared experiences between two people, saints. In fact, this is the kind of love that many Christians tend to practice towards one another. We have kind of like a phileo, amen. And although Phileo's love is really wonderful, <laughs> it's not really reliable, amen, since it can end up souring at times, as we have all experienced in some point of our life. We had a good friend, you know, we had a lot in common and we shared a lot, and then we just kind of went our separate ways, amen, that Phileo's. So that describes that kind of love, saints of God. It's a, it's a, uh, it's one of uh, friendship, great friendship, amen. The next type of love is eros. Eros is is desiring or longing, amen. It's it's erotic, it's stimulating, amen. It's really a love based on feelings, and you all know feelings can change, right? But eros, it, it can be sexual, but at the same time, it can be selfish. Amen. See, this Greek term, it actually means desiring or longing. But according to the Greek mythology, eros is the name of the Greek god of love or the god of fertility. You hear that? Eros. Amen. Also referred to as erotic love. Amen. See, this is, it's, but they say it's a selfish kind of love because it's associated with sexual love. Amen. But this is necessary in a marriage. Amen. Forbidding outside of a marriage. But in a marriage, you need eros, this kind of love. I'm breaking it down. I'm showing you the different kinds of love, saints of God. You need eros, eros. Amen. Eros love is based on strong feelings that we have for one another and usually develops during the first stage of a romantic relationship. Hear me now. See, this kind of love is based on, because it's physical. 
Amen. It's based on physical traits. You all heard, you all ever heard this saying right here, love at first sight. Man, I was in love at first sight. That's eros. <laughs> Amen. Love at first sight. And unless it's re redeemed by the Lord's presence, this, life, this type of love can end up being possessive. Huh? Uh, you you're like uh, fatal attraction. Huh? It's this eros because it's, it's so physical and it can be so selfish. See, eros seeks to, to conquer. You know how somebody say they love you so much but they want to control you. Oh, please get with this. This is eros. I'm, I'm trying to break it down for you so you can see what's really going on. Amen. See, eros first conquers, then they want to control you. Amen. We don't want that kind of love, do we? No, we don't need that. <laughs> Amen. See, God created physical attraction between a man and a woman, right? But he never intended it to be selfish. Listen to me now. He created desire and longing for one another, which makes up sexual love, which is crucial in any marriage. Huh? You want to long for each other. You want to come together with one another. See, this, this love, this eros was meant to be preserved between a couple. And it's essential for any healthy marriage. Amen? It's essential, but God has to be in it to control it because it's selfish. Amen? <laughs> and since it's mostly based on self-benefits, many people tend to fall out of love if they are not happy with the marriage. This eros will go away. Amen? There wouldn't be any passion. Amen. Eros, remember, it's erotic, it's stimulating. Feelings can change. Amen. But Eros is a part of God's design, saints. It's a gift of his goodness for procreation and enjoyment. Amen. <laughs> Sex as God intended, it is a source of delight, saints, and a beautiful blessing to be shared between married couples. You are hearing me? <laughs> Say amen to that. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. All right, let me show you that in the Bible. Because when you go in there, you got to see that, right? Turn to song, song of Solomon. Let me show you what Eros. You know, Solomon wrote them beautiful poems. Amen. He had all them wives, right? <laughs> and concubine. <laughs> so he knew something about some Eros. Song of Solomon, chapter 1. Look at verse 1. It says, the song of songs, which is Solomon's. Verse 2 says this, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for thy love is better than wine. Amen. <laughs> huh? That's eros. Amen. It's love. It's sexual. It's erotic. It's stimulating. Huh? Eros is a desiring or a longing, saints. Amen. Look at verse 3. Because of the of the savor of thy good ointments, thy name is as ointment poured forth. Therefore, do the virgins love thee. Think about that one. It says that the, the virgins, think how a, a, a virgin, they, they at some point want to be married and want to be in love. They want to be erotic. They want that. Amen. That's what the scriptures, therefore, do the virgins love thee. We're talking about eros. But, they, but what word is in here? Love. Amen. See, we translated every, all that expression that they were saying into one word, love. But it has many meanings. 
This one is meaning eros. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The longing or, or desiring within a virgin is eros, saints of God. Sensual or rheumatic. The, the Roman counterpart for this is Cupid. We know about Cupid, right? That's the, that's the Roman end of it. Amen. All right, look at verse 4. It says, draw me. We will run after thee. The king have brought me into his chambers. We will be glad and rejoice in thee. We will remember thy love more than wine. The upright love, the upright uh, love thee. <laughs> the upright love thee. What is that? See, it's saying this eros is necessary for upright love. Huh? That, that love, that erotic, sensual, or romance designed for a marriage. Amen. That's upright to God. This outside of, of a marriage is forbidden. Amen. I got to tell the truth and shame the devil. But in the marriage, this is very necessary. Say amen to that. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Outside of a marriage, it causes many problems. Amen. Again, within the marriage, this eros, this sex is used for emotional and spiritual bonding and it's used for reproduction. Amen. All right, let's go to storge. That's another Greek word. That means the family love when you hear this word. Amen. Storge love is often described as a comfortable, like a comfortable old shoe, saints. You know how you just, it's, it's kind of, you, you like that because you're comfortable with it, right? It's, 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 it's natural affection and a sense of belonging to each other. This storge love. Amen. But it's, it's family. Storge love represents a safe haven for couples as it's a place of acceptance or mutual respect or shelter. Amen. So many couples dwell in storge love for years and misunderstand it as mundane or boring. Oh, this is a boring relationship. But it's really just storage love. It's family. Huh? It's, it's different. This is not eros. See, you need that. <laughs> See, that's exciting. But this storage, it's just like, oh, I'm so used to you. You're so used to me. That's what this love is. Amen. It's a, it's a real safe place, saints, but can simply lack the spark that we seek. This storage love. Think of it like a, uh, I saw an example, it's like a moat. A moat that's around your marriage. What does a moat do? It protects it, right? Nothing can get in and nothing, nothing you can't get out of there. You gotta go through around the water. The moat protects it, right? That's what storage love is. And, and when, with that moat, with that storage love, it allows other types of love to dwell or flourish. Amen. Storge love can coexist with other types of love and can be likened to a foundation made up of trust and safety. Say amen to that, saints of God. You need this type of love. Storge, huh? It's about trust and safety. Huh? Women especially need that. Huh? <laughs> see, see, after all that eros, <laughs> when, that, when that starts to change, they want to know, uh, can I trust you? Huh? Am I safe with you? Huh? That's what's, that's what's real important. Amen. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. 
Storage loves saints. It's like family. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But we save the best for last because, you know, we want to talk about agape love. That's my favorite. God named the ministry that. Amen. Many people don't know what does that mean, agape? What is that? Huh? But agape is, is a Greek word that means love. In the Bible, it just says love. But agape love is the greatest form of love you can have because it's unconditional. Amen. It's not based on anything. I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. You hear people say that? That's agape love. I love you because the scripture says love you. <laughs> That's it. Ain't nothing you can do about that. That's agape. It don't have anything to do with you did this for me or I did this for you. Or, I love you, period. Amen. That's agape love. Huh? This kind of love is that's the love that God has for us. Because he loves us unconditional. And he proved it. We got to be real thankful for that, saints. Because if he didn't have that kind of love for us, that unconditional love, he wouldn't have died for us. Amen. It says, for God so loved the world. Now, if you go in your strongs and you look that word love up, you know what you're going to find it? You're going to find the, the Greek word agape. Because <laughs> that's what kind of love it is that God has for us. Amen. And I just want to compliment you all, church. Because many people say they feel a great love when they come to in our in our in our midst. God created that. Amen. When he named this church, he just made us all fall in line. Amen. And they say that. They tell me that a lot. New people come and say, man, you know, I just really felt so much love. Because that's what agape means. It's just unconditional. We just, I love you. God bless you. Thank you for coming. You know, it's just a it's a it's an unconditional love, saints of God. The kind of love that God has, the highest level of love. It, it represents divine love. And that's what, you know, the Lord has in, uh, toward his son, Jesus Christ, and the human beings and all believers. He has divine love for us. It's the best of all types of, of all the types of love that I describe in the Bible. In fact, Jesus himself showed this type of divine love for his father in heaven. And he showed it for humanity humanity amen when when we, we we when we read that scripture love the lord that god with all your love and all your strength and all your might love your the, your neighbor the same this is the kind of love it's talking about it's not talking about eros it's not talking about storage it's not talking about phileos it's talking about agape love that's what it's saying amen Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. So agape love, saints of God, is never determined by our feelings. Amen. Because we know we don't feel the same for everyone. But agape love, when you're walking in that, you do. Huh? You just love them unconditionally. But love, we know love is an action word, right, saints of God? He said, God so loved the world, what did he do? He did something. He gave a sign. So when, when you hear the word love and you're talking agape, it's action. Amen. It's not a feeling, thanks to God. So it's, it's like a, it's a set of behaviors or actions. That's what agape love is. 
See, that means you can be able to show love without, without uh, feeling anything. <laughs> Amen. At times, feelings can follow after showing this kind of love, but you're showing the love without even feeling that. Amen. So the agape, agape love is the highest level of love known to humanity, saints. It's a selfless love, a love that's passionately committed to the well-being of others. Amen. That's why God showed us that kind of love. You can't help but love God when you realize what he done. What did you do? You laid down your life when I was all messed up? Huh? And when you show people that kind of love, you know, and you don't judge them, just they come in all messed up. You say, I was all messed up too. But the Lord took me and he did this and then he took me to this place and that place. You're just showing them agape love. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Selfless. <laughs> Committed to the well-being of other saints. Here's the revelation. When we read our Bible that has been translated from Greek or Hebrew, it uses just the one word, saints, love. But again, actually, it's three or four different types uh, in the Bible. Now I'm going to give you another example. Remember when the sister sent word to Jesus? Huh, that, that they told him that uh, Lazarus was dying. It says, it, it's found in uh, John 11 and 3. But they said, Lord, behold, whom thou lovest is sick. So John 11 and 3 says, when, what love defined these words? Agape love uh, that God has for everyone. Amen. Because those words were, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. Amen. He was speaking of Lazarus. So that word love, it didn't mean agape because God loves, Jesus loved all of us. He agapes all of us. But this love right here was more of a uh, phileo because it, it described, it translated, if you look it up in the Strong's, as phileo. What's phileo? They say, Lord, behold, whom thou loveth is sick. It's a friendship. That's what they were saying. And you look that word love up in, the, in your, in your uh, strongs, it's going to say phileo. That's what they were saying. Your friend, your good friend, Jesus, is sick. That's what the scripture is saying. But when you read it again, they just, transfer, they just translate the word to say love. But it's different types of love. This in that passage, it was talking about a friendship with Jesus and Lazarus, that love. That's what they were saying to him. He's sick. Amen. Look at this example. When God says, love your enemy. Amen. That's found in Matthew 5 and 44. Which Greek word was translated, y'all think, when he said, love your enemy? <laughs> was it uh, phileo? Hmm? God said, love your enemy. Was that phileo love he was talking about? What's phileo? Friendship, right? Believe me, you can't be a friend to your enemy. <laughs> you can't do it. So it wasn't talking about phileo. Was it talking about eros? Huh? You're, not, you're not attracted to your enemies sexually. <laughs> That's not heightened with your enemy. Amen. Was it talking about joy, Jay? That's a family love. That's like a brother. Amen. <laughs> and phileo is like a friendship. 
You know what I want y'all to think about real quick for Laos? Uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia is the city of what? Brotherly love. That's where that comes from. Phileo. It's a friend, friendship. Amen. <laughs> so, so when, when the scripture says love your enemy, it can only be one thing. What is that, saints? Agape. Huh? You got to love them in spite because they're your enemy. Amen. <laughs> so I just, I'm just trying to show you today, since we've been on love, the different types of love. So you know what you're walking in. Amen. <laughs> when say, how you love? When so when someone say, how do you love your enemy? Well, I ain't your friend. You know, you say, I love them agape style. I love them unconditionally. I love them because the Bible says to love them. Amen. Amen. And so you, you would do certain things for them for, for that reason, saints of God. They say, how did you do that for them? Now, you know they can't stand you. Huh? <laughs> I'm going to show it to you. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the King James Version, the word agape is translated to charity, saints. And what does charity mean? It means to donate or to meet the needs of the less fortunate. Hmm? The most popular verse in the Bible was John 3.16, right? For God so loved. What, what, what does that love represent? Agape. He so loved the world. He so agape the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That was agape love. That's the love of God. Because we was jacked up. It says while we were yet sinners, he did that. Amen. Let's look at that quickly. Because I just said something in Matthew 5. Matthew 5, 44. I'm going to read it again, but I'm going to read a few other scriptures to go along with it. It said, but I say unto you, love your enemies. That's agape love, saints. Bless them that curse you. This is how you love them. How do I love my enemies? You got to bless them when they're talking about you. Amen. <laughs> do good to them that hate you. How do I? How, now, my enemies hate me. What I, I got to do good to them. Huh? See them on a bus stop. Man, I, I know they can't stand me, but I'm going to give them a ride. <laughs> you need a ride. They look at you like, but I hate you. But yeah, I'll take that ride. <laughs> That's how you do it. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. You got to pray for them. You say, I got to pray for my enemies? Yes. Huh? That's agape love. That's what you're showing when you do that. See, love is an action word. You just can't say, I love them. Agape has action. God, what did he do? He said, yeah, I love y'all. I'm going to lay my life down for you all. It has action that comes along with agape love, saints. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Bless them. You got to bless them. Do good to them and pray for them. Look at verse 45. That ye may be the children of your father which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good. And send the rain on the just and on the unjust. See? So God is no respecter of person, saints of God. God's children love God. And, and each other, right? So God doesn't have respect to persons. The sun, it says, shines on evil and good people and just and unjust people. So we don't have an excuse. Huh? God just don't say, okay, y'all, you're all evil. Y'all not getting no sun. <laughs> I'm not going to shine on y'all. Y'all a mess. <laughs> he don't do that, saints of God. Look at verse 46. For if we love them which love you, for if, you, if ye love them which love you, 
What reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same? See, when we show agape love, saints, we love them whether they love us or not. Amen. Because this scripture is saying, sinners do that. <laughs> Don't the sinners do that? The publicans, that's what it said. Well, well, somebody say, I love you. You say, well, I love you. But you saying you love them because they say they love you. But if they say, I can't stand you, and you say, but I love you. <laughs> See, the, sin, the publicans don't do that. Amen. <laughs> oh, get this in your spirit, saints. I'm trying to show you the different types of love. Love your enemy. That's straight agape love. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Look at verse 47. It says, and if you salute your brethren only, what do you more than others? Do not even the publicans so? See, if you only speak to your brothers and sisters, it's saying you know better than the sinners. Sinners do that. They pick and choose. Amen. <laughs> See, we got to tell everybody the good news, saints. We can't pick and choose. That's what the program say. It says, bring a friend to church. Let us not discriminate. Picking and choosing. Just invite everyone. Why? We all need God. That's it. We can't pick and choose. And the, the publicans, the sinners do that. We don't do that. Just invite everybody. Amen. <laughs> Let the chips fall where they may. We all need God. We do know that, right? But then verse 48 tells us why, why we do all those things. Look, 48 says, be ye therefore perfect. Even as your father, which is in heaven, is perfect. See, our goal is to be perfect. And perfect love equals the love God has with everything in us and each other. That's perfect love. To love God with everything and love each other. Huh? Love our neighbors like we love ourselves. That's how you get perfect love. That's where, that's where when we're walking in this agape love, everything works out. We're, we, we're on the one commandment that we got to do, and, that, and in doing that, we're doing all of them. Amen. See, the devil wants to, to try to see if God is in us, saints. <laughs> so when, when, when these tough things come up, he want to see, are they going to do that? Hmm. Are we really ready to serve God? He always trying to prove that point. Amen. But those are the four Different types of love, saints of God, that I wanted to show you today and, uh, and uh, what they mean. How we lose things in the translation when we take them from Greek or Hebrew and, and put them in, a English, in, a, in our English language and put it in the Bible. So, you know, you really want to study certain things. Certain words, if it don't sound right, go see what the original word was. Well, let me see what they were really saying when they said this, and when they said it, it was either in Hebrew or it was in Greek. It wasn't in English. Amen. So you kind of you know how you can walk in that because, again, just the word love in itself, used so many places in the Bible have so many different meanings, but it just says, but it's only one word, love. That's it. You got to figure out. That's why when you read something like love your enemy, you say, how do I do that? That don't make sense. Unless you're studying the word, that doesn't make any sense to you. I can't love my enemy. Amen. <laughs> I can't be his friend, but it's not saying be his friend, is it? That's that's a, a phileos, friendship. Huh? It's saying agape, love your enemy. And if you look that word up, that's what they were saying. Agape, love them unconditional. Don't have a, make, make it where 
You like him because he like you. That's out of order. Huh? You can understand it better how these words make sense. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I think y'all got that, saints of God. So I'm going to end it with these bonus scriptures right here. Thank you, Jesus. What time is it? 11 o'clock? Okay, beautiful. I want to end this with these bonus scriptures right here. Thank you, Jesus. Turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. The front of our program today, it says, God is love, right? We know that, right? And then it has 1 John 4, 7 and 8 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Amen? So this love message that the Lord is putting in us is just so important. It's a great word to take into our new year because we're going to need to walk in some love. Amen? Because we don't know what we're going to be dealing with. We see 2020 served up some stuff, didn't it? <laughs> did, did anybody expect this? You can't go to church? <laughs> huh? My son from Texas called me, saying to God, listen to this nonsense. He said, Daddy, this is going to make you mad right here. <laughs> I said, really what? He said, I got a show tonight. You know, he played the saxophone, right? I said, okay, good. He said, all the clubs is open and all the churches is closed. What kind of foolishness is that? Amen. All the clubs is open and all the churches are closed. That don't make no sense. Amen. He was correct. I was like, man, that's just wrong. But the devil is a liar. He's twisted. He didn't flipped everything. How, why they don't close the club? Why don't close the liquor store? <laughs> why they don't do that? Oh, that's safe. That's essential, huh? <laughs> that's his, uh, see how the devil is a liar? And we have to expose him. Amen. Got us all afraid to go to church. Well, we can die. Okay. Well, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Oh, he's going to scare us with that fear. We, I'm in Christ. I'm not afraid. It's like when you go to a funeral, right? And you see someone and they just crying. They're just going crazy. And you know, they don't know Christ. And I'm just going to pray for them. Because it's like in their mind, it's the end. I'm never going to see my mama. I'm never going to see him again. I'm, and they just go nuts. Amen. They don't know Christ. To live is Christ and to die is gain. Amen. So why, why would we be so afraid? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Because it's a lie. The devil is a liar. He wants us to be afraid to assemble together because God said do it. Anything that God tells you to do, he don't want you to do. I bet, ooh, I could see that bet. Oh, the Lord showed this one to me the other day. I'm going to preach this. This one right here, preach. <laughs> you know how he came to Job? I'm getting off this. I'm going to get to that first. <laughs> but I got to give you all this. You know how Satan came to, came to God and he said, uh, God said, you see, you see my servant Job? You checking him out? He said, yeah, I'm checking him out. He said, but you got that hedge of protection around him. Why don't you let me touch him? I bet he'll curse you. I feel like that's going on right now. Amen. He told, he said, he said, look at all of, look at all my people in, in, in service. Look at them coming together. You know, look at them. He said, why don't you let me touch him? I bet they won't come. <laughs> why don't you let me touch him? 
huh? Take the hedge from around him and let me throw this little, because you know, it, he can't do nothing unless God allow it. He said, okay, go ahead. Do it. Touch him. He said, oh, when they start dying, they going to curse you. They ain't going to come to you. They going to stop all of that. That's, okay, I just had to give y'all that. Lord just gave me that the other day. And I said, okay, Father, I can't wait till you give me all these verses on that one. Amen. That was a prelude. Y'all in 1 Corinthians, we talking about love today, right? Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, look at verse 1. We're going to go through this bonus right quick. It says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become as sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. Now notice what they call, what they use to translate this word love here. They didn't call it love. They say, and have not what, saints? Charity. Charity is love. The word charity means love. Amen. And if you look at many of the translations, it reads like this. Do I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love? I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. So now we know charity means what, saints? It's an action word. Amen. It means to give something freely. That's what charity is. Amen. If you don't give of yourself freely, you just all talk. That's what this scripture is saying. It says if you don't give of yourself freely, if you, don't, if you don't have this right here, that kind of love, huh? you just become a sounding, you just run in your mouth and a tinkling sound and making noise. That's what that scripture is saying. Amen. This, is, this right here is agape love. See, that's an action word. Amen. God so loved, what did he do? He gave something freely. Amen. I want y'all to see it so clear because we're rounding up this love message. And we got, we're going to have it so tight. We got agape love. We got to know exactly what we walking in. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Look at verse 2. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains and have not charity, <laughs> that don't mean nothing. Amen. This agape love is powerful. Charity is love. See, they don't say love in the King James. Now, read it in some more uh, 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 translations. And you'll see the word love. And I used to like that word. Man, I wanted to say love. Why in the King James it say charity? Because charity is the greatest love you can have. It's giving of something. Amen. God, that's why it's agape love. He gave his only begotten son freely. Why people don't receive Christ? He free? Huh? Do we have to pay anything? <laughs> he is free. And the, and the, and the fake the fake sacrifice you have to make is so fake, but it looks so hard. Oh, I got to stop doing this. and I gotta... Look, when you receive Christ and you allow him to dwell in you, he's going to take you to another place. You're not going to even desire to do it. <laughs> you won't even desire it. You're not going to stop anything because you're in the flesh. It's going to take God to cut that for you. Amen. It's going to take a minute. but But ultimately... That minute's still going to pass. You want to get there in Christ. You want to get to the point you're supposed to be at in him. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Look at verse 3. It says, 
And, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, <laughs> look what this saying. You, you don't get nothing out of that. Now think, this is a person, they giving to the poor. It says, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and I even sacrifice myself, but I don't have love, it profit me. Now let me, y'all want the revelation out of that one? If you give something begrudgingly, your heart is not right. You didn't profit anything. Amen. If you come to the ministry and you give to the ministry, I hate I got to give this. You didn't profit nothing. Amen. If someone wants to do something for you, huh, and they say, you want me to do it for you? You, you want me to do that for you? Tell them, nope. I'm going to do that myself. Because you're, you're not helping them. Because if they do it, they profit it. Nothing. <laughs> they just, huh, huh, you want me to, huh. no, don't, please don't. Because I don't want to get you in trouble. Amen. I'll do it myself. Amen. That's what the scripture is saying. Look, I'm going to read it to you again. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, if you're not doing it in love, you are profiting nothing. Say amen to that. <laughs> Look at verse 4. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Huh? Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself. It's not puffed up. Amen. You hearing me? This is agape love right here, saints. See, love is opposite of, uh, of all I just read, saints. It's the opposite of that. Amen. It's long-suffering. Huh? It's kind. It doesn't envy. It's not puffed up. Love doesn't behave that way, saints. When you start going there, you, you're in your flesh. Amen. Look at verse 5. Do of not behave itself unseemly. Seek if not her own. Is not easily provoked. Think if no evil. Rejoice if not in iniquity, but rejoice if in the truth. Beareth all things. Believeth all things. Hopeth all things. Endureth all things. Charity never faileth. See, y'all see why I can say how... How God never fails. Love never fails. God is love. Love never. I think that's on this program somewhere. Uh, I used to have that on this program. Love No, I, I know where it is. Got to show this to you, saints. This is in my spirit. It's deep in my spirit. Here it goes right here. It talks about the, the pastor. I'm a New Testament minister. My job is not to beat you with the word for the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. I'm not trying to beat you with the word of God, but fill you with the spirit of God. When God's spirit fills you, your love walk becomes easy. If we walk in love, we fulfill the whole law. Hey, look, the message is in, is in my little mission statement. Amen. It just hit me. Just jumped in my spirit. When Jesus was asked what was the greatest commandment, he replied, love the Lord thy God with all thy mind and all thy soul and all thy might. And love your neighbor the same way. And then I sum it all up. Love never fails. That's exactly what that scripture right there just said. Amen. It never fails. Charity never fail. Agape love never can fail. Amen. But look what, but look what else we got, saints. It says, but whether there be prophecies, 
they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, I see some now. I see all these prophets, let me just tell y'all, I see all these prophets, right, who saying Trump is going to win and well, you prophesied he was going to win and blah, 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 blah. Prophecies fail. <laughs> Amen. Oh, the big said, thank God. He's right, because God is in control. Amen. <laughs> He's in control. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Whether, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. But love, saints of God, <laughs> never fails. There's no losing in Christ ever. God is love. God never fails. Amen. Everybody should be saying amen. Look at verse 9. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, that which is in part shall be done away with. <laughs> when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. I want y'all to get this one in your spirit right here, verse 13. Y'all ready? We need verse 13, Cameron. It says, and now abided faith, hope, and charity. These three. But the greatest of these, come on, saints, is charity. See, love is the greatest. Love is a many-splendored thing. God is love. Amen. <laughs> Here's the $6 million question, saints. When Jesus said, love the Lord thy God with all your heart and soul and mind, what Greek word best describes that word love right there? Agape. Agape. When he was telling us to do that, that's agape love, saints. Huh? It has no attachments, no reasons. It's unconditional. It's true love. <laughs> it's the love of God, saints. Lord, we thank you for your word today, Lord. We thank you for this love lesson, Father. Lord, you not only so love, but you do you love, Lord. You gave us your only begotten Son, Father. You not only so loved us, you are love. And we know you love us because you proved it with your actions, Lord. That charity, which means love, you proved it, Lord. While we were yet sinners, you died for us, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Then you rose up again with all the power. Hallelujah to you, Lord. Power to keep us from sin, to free us from bondage, to give us a new life. Everybody say, thank you, Lord, for love. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you for this love lesson, Lord. We give you all the honor and all the glory and all the praise, Lord. As we're rounding out this year, Father, we want to do it at a high-end level in love. Hallelujah. We want to love you with all our heart and all our soul and all our mind. And we want to love each other like we love ourselves. We want to love our neighbors as ourselves, Lord. Saints of God, you know what I want you all to do is to begin to pray for your neighbors. Amen. Neighbors could be anybody. Not just the ones on your block or just for your friends. This morning I just found myself, I prayed everybody that popped in my head. I don't know how long I was down there. I just was praying for them. Amen. He was, he, was, he was showing me this was in my spirit. Amen. I just, I just lost it. Huh? Have you ever lost it in prayer? You just down there. You just, I mean, anything and everything. It just wouldn't stop. 
And, you know, I got up at 4, and I didn't want to get up at 4, right? I'm like, no, I can get up at 6 and round out what I got to round out because everything was ready. He said, but I couldn't go back to sleep. So I just said, okay, I'll get up at 4, 4.30, and I, I began to pray, and I probably went to 6. Amen. I just, you know, thank you, Lord Jesus. I just, it's a pleasure to serve God. That's all I can say, saints of God. It is a pleasure to serve God, and I just thank him for this message today he gave on love. And uh, I just pray for everyone here and everybody on Zoom that we can walk in this word that we heard today. We want to walk in love, saints of God. Walk in Christ. Walk in agape love. Amen. And we want to understand all those other different types of love in the word of God so we can know how to do them. Amen. How to pull that off. You know, especially love your enemy. <laughs> you want to know how, how do I do that? Amen. Well, it don't mean be their friend. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Don't mean fall in love with them. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So I just thank God for the day. Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Hallelujah, Lord. Give you the glory and the praise and the honor today, Father. Just magnify you and lift you up this day, Lord. Give you all the glory, praise, and honor. I want to pray for everybody here. This is my first prayer. Father, everybody here and everybody on the Zoom, I pray that we go through this month of December, which is a high-end month with a lot of stress for a lot of people. Because Christmas, for some, is beautiful, and for some people, it's just stressful. A lot of suicides go on. And with this year ending the way it's ending, people can't come to the house of the Lord. Amen. They can't gather together and assemble together and so I want to lift everybody up in here right now and everybody under the sound of my voice to prepare for this month right here. Witness, help somebody, have some charity in your heart, show some agape love because this is going to be a, a huge need. I'm speaking it right now because the Lord is showing it to me. It's going to be a huge need this month for agape love. Everybody say amen to that. Be ready to share. Be ready to do it openly, willingly, lovingly. Amen. You don't know the lives you could save with just that. Huh? If you just do the one, just love them. Amen? It, it would be major. Your life would be, and their life would be majorly changed. Amen? So I thank God for this love message. To me, it couldn't have came at a better time because we're walking into December. Amen? Which was supposed to be a celebration for the birth of Christ. Amen? But we've made it everything but that. So... Father, we just lift up the, uh, this December month. We pray for the people you put in our path and the opportunities that we don't miss them, Lord. We pray that we share your gospel. We share your word at the right place, at the right time, with the right person, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for using us, for sanctifying us, Lord, for sacrificing us, for making us holy for your work of the ministry. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we give you the glory and the praise and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen.